Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. We've got another great guest coming up right now, the pride of Shirley Long Island, as we've called him before, congressman, great congressman, now running for governor here in the state of New York, a dear friend of both of ours and John Katsimatidis, Lee Zeldin. Lee, good morning. Welcome back, buddy. How are you? Good morning. Doing okay. Great to be with you. Great to have you. So, you know, we've had, uh, to be completely honest, I know you know because you listen to the show anyway, we've had Rob Astorino on over the last couple of weeks. We've had Andrew Giuliani on over the last couple of weeks. I'm endorsing you. You know that. But they're all good guys, and they're all on the right side, at least what we believe in uh, in terms of policy. And eventually it's going to come down to the day because right now it's very respectful among the three of you. Well, leave but it's going to get to the point where if one of you guys wants to win that primary, it may not be as respectful. Are you ready for that? Well, I mean, listen, my focus is on November 8th right now. And I mean, every single day I take nothing for granted. Uh, and it's about earning the support of people, whether they are Republican, Democrat, anywhere in between, conservative, liberal, anywhere in between. And we're all focused on issues. But for me, I'm focused on the New Yorker who is hitting their breaking point because they can't afford to survive here because they don't feel safe walking their streets. They feel like their freedom's under attack. The quality of their kids' education is being attacked. And I'm just going to keep focusing on the issues, regardless of whether it's February 3rd or it's November 3rd. I mean, this is what the voters want us talking about. Congressman Lee Zeldin on the Bernie and Sid Show, a class act. They will be respectful, no doubt about it. Uh, but either way, uh, Congressman, before we speak to, to you about uh, Joe Biden, the president coming to, to New York City today, uh, let's talk a little bit about your, your congressional district, the seat that you hold right now. Uh, I know you're running for governor. You're not running for Congress again. But there's a brazen, brazen power grab going on by the New York State legislature to gerrymander uh, your district into uh, out of existence. Actually, you couldn't get elected probably if they if they implement what they want to implement. Well, a couple thoughts. First is the the will of the voters. Almost a decade ago, there was a constitutional amendment came to a vote. The people of New York chose that they wanted the maps drawn by an independent commission. And then this past November, the will of the voters, again, they came out and voted against a, a congressional uh, constitutional proposition because they didn't want the legislature to have this partisan gerrymandering. So what can't be lost in this conversation is that the New York voters have spoken multiple times statewide votes as to exactly how they want this process to go. Now, when you look at these maps, what's interesting is people are analyzing it based off of November of 2020, and they're analyzing each of these districts of Trump versus Biden. And I would just offer that if you know, it was February 3rd, 2022, Trump versus Biden, the numbers are different than when you look back in November 2020. A lot's changed. We saw it this past election with so much flipping from blue to red and Nassau and Suffolk District Attorney and Nassau County Executive and Suffolk Legislature, New York City Council seats, and other parts of upstate uh, from Colony to Hornell 
all flipping from blue to red. We saw it in Virginia. There was almost a huge upset for the governor of New Jersey. Uh, you have one-party rule at every level. So the, the And when analyzing these districts, if they tell you, eh, Biden won this district in November of 2020 by you know, eight points or ten points, well, that means that you know, Republicans can't win it. If that presidential election took place again today, it would be different results. Uh, so I, I think that's important, too, when looking at these congressional, state senate, state assembly seats. Uh, I actually believe if I was running in that congressional seat that I would win it, and I'm also confident that we're going to hold it. It's just November 2022, in my opinion, this upcoming election, November 8th, I believe it is going to be the biggest Republican wave of my lifetime. That's the way it's shaping up, and, and every single day it only becomes more likely. Well, there like you that. have it. I yes, like Congressman Lee Zeldin also are running for governor. You know, a lot of folks that do have the chance to talk to President Trump say, uh, hey, Donnie, baby, you're better off not talking today. Just don't say anything because Joe Biden continues to bury himself more and more every day. Now, today he'll boast about this ISIS killing. But the truth is he's doing a horrible, horrible job. It's kind of the same thing with you and Kathy Hochul. <laughs> I mean, the more that this lady talks, whether it's mandates, vaccines, masks, whether it's uh, not taking Alvin Bragg to task, whether it's not repealing uh, bail reform, the more that this lady talks and the more that this lady does, I believe, makes your job even easier. How about that, Lee Zeldin? I mean, I, I agree on the policy and the rhetoric. You know, it's bad enough when Alvin Bragg gets elected and says he's going to refuse to enforce the law across the board with many crimes and downgrade a whole bunch of other crimes. It's worse that Hochul is refusing to remove him, even though she has the constitutional authority. Then, I mean, I was in uh, Officer Rivera's funeral. Uh, I actually, I saw you there, Sid, um, yep. as well. Um, and Kathy Hochul was there. And as you remember, when Officer Rivera's widow got up and spoke and talked about uh, the need to change laws and referenced Alvin Bragg, yep. in, immediately the entire cathedral starts a standing ovation. You can actually go back and watch the video online of that standing ovation. The last person in St. Patrick's Cathedral to stand up very reluctantly was Kathy Hochul. Uh, I, I, I can't believe you said that because wow. I was sitting next to Joe Esposito and I noticed that and I'm like, is she not going to get up? And the exact quote was, the system has failed us. You're exactly rightly. She got up at the very, very end and she nearly almost didn't get up at all. And then later that day, she meets with Alvin Bragg. Obviously, she doesn't remove him, but going one step further than that, she doesn't criticize the memo. As a matter of fact, this whole memo, this controversial memo that's become national news, I'm not aware of Kathy Hochul criticizing a comma in it, let alone, you know, an entire proposal or the or the memo in its entirety as the rest of us have been criticizing. She says that she wants to cut him some slack and that he he's doing his job. So, you know, and this is just one example. I mean, Castles Bell, she says she needs to see the, the data. Needs to see the data. How about you collect, you know, a thousand press clippings and say, I have a thousand press clippings on my desk of people who have gone out and committed additional offenses or this person got hurt because of Castles Bell or this law enforcement Kill. officer didn't uh, have the backs of elected officials. We have the, the information we need to make these changes. We know what the answer is in our gut. As, I'm not talking about as 
you know, Bernie and Sid or as Lee Zeldin, I'm talking about every single one of your listeners. Every person who's listening to this have, I, I'm sure, smart, instinctive, common sense judgment, realizing these are basics that need to change in order to secure our streets. No, she, uh, Kathy, uh, hopeless hokel, she's a pandering, uh, cowardly disgrace. I got to tell you, it really sickens me, the whole no cash bill, refusing to call out the state legislature. And forget about refusing to call him out, siding with him, essentially. Uh, Lee Zeldin on the Bernie and Sitcher running for governor of the state of New York, currently congressman from Long Island, and he's a great guy. Look, Joe Biden's coming to town. He's going to meet with Eric Adams. Uh, they're going to solve the crime problem here in New York City, I, I guess. What, what, what do you expect from this meeting today? Well, first off, what can't get lost on this conversation you and I just had about cashless bail is that this was part of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's proposal for the country. They want cashless bail nationally. And I believe that while Mayor Adams is calling for changes up in Albany, he also needs to take this opportunity to tell not just President Biden, but the people who are with him who are actually running the show, tell all of them what the impacts are of these soft on crime policies. Jen Psaki uh, says she was laughing. She says she doesn't even know what it means, consequences of soft on crime policies. Well, Mayor Adams should take this opportunity to let them know what that is. Now, they're going to be talking about illegal guns, and I have no problem with having that conversation about illegal guns, but don't try to make believe that all these other crimes that are happening all across New York City all have to do with guns. If you're uh, Melissa Go, who's pushed into an oncoming subway car and you lose your life, if you're punched in the face because you're wearing a yarmulke, because you're Jewish, or because you're Asian, if you're a small business having to go out of business because people are looting you all the time and you can't afford it and they're walking past security, no consequences, you could go through the list of all of the different crimes taking place in and around New York City that have nothing to do with guns. So if, if they want to talk about illegal guns as one part of a conversation today, I, I'll point out, I'll be the first one to point out to you that these illegal gun crimes qualify for, you guessed it, cashless bail. So we could talk about illegal guns, but don't try to make it out to be like that's everything that we're experiencing. Right. No, you're right. And by the way, Hochul's there too, Bernie and Lee, at this meeting. It's not just Adams yeah. and oh, yeah. uh, Biden. Hochul's there too. What, one police plaza. Yeah. That's right. So, so you said, uh, Lee, at the top of the conversation when I said, listen, at some point, uh, the kumbaya between you, Andrew, and Rob, and others running for governor. It's going to get a little nasty. It just is. You can be respectful all you want, but one of you guys has to explain why you're better than the other, and that tends to get every now and then a little rough. But you also said you're out there looking to get every vote, Republican, Democrat. We've been kind of going back and forth on this show. Bernie feels really, really confident that New Yorkers are, have had enough that folks have figured this thing out and that he feels that uh, there may be a moment right now if these two cops were killed that moves our town, our city, our state in a different direction. When you say you're looking to get Democrat votes, you sound like you agree with Bernie. You think that folks here have seen enough to say this ain't working. I'm ready to vote the other way. You feel that way. 
A hundred percent. I've been to Flushing, Queens many times. I'm talking to Asian-American voters there who many of them are loyal liberal Democrats and they are with us and they're talking about public safety and they're talking about the violence targeting Asians. They're talking about uh, the proposal to get rid of gifted and talented or uh, with the specialty schools. When I'm meeting with the black pastors and the first ladies in Sunnyside, Queens, or the Hispanic voters in the South Bronx, or the Russian voters in Brighton Beach, I've been all over the city meeting with a whole lot of different Democrat voters, and they are with us. Their most important issues, we're on the right side of. Now, I mean, listen, as far as you know, who the Republican nominee is going to be, I mean, I got in this race April 8th. We've raised over $8.4 million. There have been hundreds of endorsements from elected officials uh, and others. We've received 100% of you know, those endorsements from members of Congress and state Senate and Assembly and county execs and sheriffs and others. Uh, I have won seven consecutive races in purple New York City suburban districts. I know how to get votes from Democrats, earn votes from Democrats and independents. I've taken out two incumbents. I had a tough Republican primary along the way, and we just keep on winning. And I plan on keeping this winning streak alive. The issues are on our side. We have a great team, good organization. Six months into this campaign, I had already campaigned in every single county in New York at least twice. Wow. Some 12, 15-plus times, I just keep on going. We know what we have to do in the bluest of areas inside of New York City. We know what we have to do in the reddest parts of New York, far away from New York City. We just have to take nothing for granted, work hard, all in. And I predict that Bernie and Sid, spot on when you talk about what is possible and what is actually going to happen, because this is a last stand where losing is not an option. I, this isn't some slogan. Our state is, it, you know, we could talk about a breaking point of an individual. This is a breaking point for our state. We will win this race because we have to win this race. My wow. God. That oh, is a come man on, on a baby. mission. I love come that. Come on, Lee. Come Congressman on. Congressman Lee Zeldin <laughs> running for governor of the state of New York. You were terrific, a Governor. Uh, premature. No, say it. Just say it. Say it. Governor Zeldin, <laughs> you were absolutely fantastic. You give us give us hope. And uh, Lee Zeldin, where can we go to donate? Just, just tell us that. Zeldinfornewyork.com. Z-E-L-D-I-N. It's all one word. Is that the Zeldin number four? Zeldinfornewyork.com on no, social media, too. Is that number four or F-O-R? F-O-R. You the man. You're going to win this you. race, Lee. Thank you so much for hopping on. We love you and continued success, okay? I love you too, guys. Take care. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.